Welcome to the Grace Church Conversations podcast, a weekly resource to help you apply Sunday to Monday. I'm Jared. And I'm Craig. Man, I saw you sneaking that water as soon as I started talking. I was exactly like, mm, right. I'm going to try and talk a little bit quick to put you under exactly. the gun and try and, and finish I up that sip. gurgle out my Man, not choker. at all. You, so I know I've told you this before, but many people go. in our church semi-joke, but also they, when they do joke, they joke in awe and admiration wow, at your, yeah. you are quick at taking sips of water. If people, you mentioned that before, people of grace, if you on a Sunday morning, see Craig about to take a here, here are the warning signs that Craig is about to take a sip of water. He will take his bottle of water out <laughs> from the podium. Uh, yes. He'll hold it up in front of him, put yes. his left hand on top of the cap. Yes. He'll be talking. He'll unscrew the cap and he'll finish a phrase, take a swig. And then he keeps talking. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's seamless. It is. It really I've is. never noticed it, and uh, well, it's because it's so quick. You, well, you, you have to you have to take like a security film and slow it down to really yeah. see how quick you take that drink well, of water. And, <laughs> <laughs> and the thing that's probably most encouraging about that is that I pour my blood, sweat, and tear in my whole life into the sermon, <laughs> and what you come away with, Jared, is my skill at drinking water. The, <laughs> the content was entirely forgettable, <laughs> but the water move. I can't. Can you imagine who could do that? Look, the content is good. The delivery was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is good. Well, I, yeah, I never, I've never really uh, thought about that until you're the first person to mention that. I know I have idiosyncrasies, but you're the first one to mention that one to me. So, and I will say that I have thought about it when I took a sip, but I'll do it this Sunday and I just kind of look out and wink and we'll see who's, <laughs> who, the, who the podcast listeners are. Yeah. yeah. They, they'll kind of think, oh, okay, something's happening. Well, here. I've always wondered, is that something that you've thought like, okay, I'm preaching, I need to take <laughs> a drink of water, how am I going to do it in a non-distracting way? Because you yeah. just, you're a master. Yeah, I, man, I just wish I'd put that much thought into it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I don't know. I've just never, I've never thought about it. I have thought I don't want to have a long pause, right. um, but I don't, I haven't really... I haven't really thought about it. It's just sort of a sort of a natural thing, but I, it's really funny to me that you brought that up before, and I uh, and I did it right beforehand, and it was pretty quick here too. You know, it's not that you do it I in any quickly. weird way. Do you really? I eat quickly. I drink. Yeah, I really do. That's I, interesting. Yeah, it is. I do too. My wife yells at me and tells me I don't even enjoy the food. I'm like, well, what's the point of? just, I don't want to sit and look at the food. I want to eat, eat the food. Yeah, and, and that's here, what I'm so there let's, for. Let's let's, let's 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 come to eat. I'm going to eat. Let, hey, well said. <laughs> I'm going to use that line with my wife, who uh, also is aware of my uh, fasting. <laughs> but she never mentioned the drinking and the sermon thing. But yeah, I don't bring that up because it's an, any kind of noticeable or you do it in a weird way. It, it oh, honestly, it it's so quick and it's it's like magic to me. So <laughs> I just love that you are either either I have this this <laughs> accidental action that is really stunning. Or you are easily impressed. <laughs> I, I think it's the latter. I don't know. Uh, I don't think I'm doing much that's uh, too impressive. But that, uh, yeah, I, I will. I mean, I'll take any, any, uh, there you go, any man. anything, any encouragement. And it's the little things. That you know, really, I just really want to built up. you. Yeah. yeah, you feel built up. If somebody notices something big, yeah, it's nothing. But it's the little things. I'll put a reminder on my calendar. I can I can bring that up again in maybe yes. six months. So yes. I'll just lead off with, yes. brother, I've got an encouragement yeah, for you. I, you I know, really I, wanted to edify you. Thank you for the sermon this morning. But particularly <laughs> thank you for the... the uh, Rapid swig. <laughs> oh. Man, how are you today? Well, I have, it's been a week since I had puffs in my eye, so I'm doing great. 
hey, I was going to ask got, you. To- we, we got a question that was privately <laughs> text to you and to me uh, that said, I have a question for the podcast mm. and it is, who is Craig's eye doctor? <laughs> because I don't want to go to that person. That's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, oh man, I can't, I can't say that, you no, know, no, uh, no. and it, it could, it really could have been my dashing eyelashes. That, that was the yeah. excuse given. Yeah. It could have been uh, my eyelashes that were just messing with the thing. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so I thought that was, that, that was a really a, a careful listen that she had. It she was. was like, I am never going to that eye doctor. Well, I, d- I didn't tell the name though. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a discerning listener is what that it is. is. I mean, cause you're, you're not just listening to be entertained. No. You're not just listening. You, what's to, my takeaway? Yeah, exactly. I, you I cannot go to that eye doctor. You really want to apply, you know, yeah. Sunday to Monday. Absolutely. So, and, you know, we appreciate that. Yeah. And if, if it's, <laughs> if it's 10 puffs, I'm passing. Altogether. I was going to ask you, you know, man, did you, did you recover from your torture yeah, session with uh, yeah, your optometrist? Exactly. It was, it was just brutal. So mm. anyway, I'm, I'm, I, I told the person in the text, I'm looking for a new one. So yeah. And maybe, you know, I'll give the next one if it's good. I, maybe we're looking for some sponsors for the podcast. Why not an optometrist? <laughs> Are you, yeah, I mean, can you can you do that? Here's your, here's the audition. Of all the weird uh, sponsors we could have, an yeah. eye doctor. Yeah, here's the audition. <laughs> can can you can you evaluate my eyes with a single puff to each eyeball? Man, that's good. That that would be fantastic. Mm. So anyway, if 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 you're listening to this and you didn't listen last week, I we apologize for the the carryover. But last week we told the story and so yeah. just referring back to it. There so you go. anyway, but yeah, I'm, and I only, I don't go to the eye doctor that often. So I've got a while before I have to, f- you know, find a new one. Yeah. See now we know why on. you don't go that yeah, often. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Well, why don't we go ahead and jump in on uh, some questions we received on Sunday. Um, as a reminder, you can text in your questions related to the sermon to 469-573-2920. And uh, we'll do our best to answer them here on the podcast. Uh, man, you did a great job opening up Habakkuk and uh, just getting us into chapter one, giving a little bit of background to it and uh, thought it was really helpful. And so, So we did get some good questions in. So let's go ahead and jump into those. Here's the first one. How can I, as a friend and church member, encourage my suffering friends to express healthy, godly lament? What are unhelpful practices and how do I know when to point to Christ and when to just listen and lament with them? Man, is that a great question? Yeah, it is. That is, this is a person who is sensitive and really is listening um, to God's word with um, with a heart to apply it, mm-hmm. and um, especially to those around who are in times of suffering. And uh, so, I think I think this person is really on to something. Which saying, you know, um, you know, how do I know when it's time to just listen? I would say, first of all, that's the right sort of impulse. Is yeah. it is to listen? I think it's always best to listen. And uh, be quick to hear, quick mm-hmm. to listen, slow to speak. Um, Absolutely. As our mom said, you got two two ears and one mouth. So consider that ratio. You know, listen <laughs> twice as much as you speak. But uh, I, I think that's that's really good. And I think it's important to listen to uh, offer to pray for the person or to pray with the person, and just to say that we don't. If someone is lamenting with you, that is, they're sort of pouring out their grief, their complaint before the Lord, we're talking in that way about what's going on in their life. Um, first of all, just to be, be grateful that they would do that with you. And yeah. it says something about they trust you. Yes. We don't lament well as people. We don't know how to 
we don't know how to grieve well. We just sort of want to move on to the next thing. And uh, yeah. but but this person, I think, is really on to something. We we want to. The only way we grow in lamenting is by being able to do that in community. There's a lot of individual psalm of, psalms of lament, but there's also a lot of community psalms of lament where the people of God are lamenting. And you know, our tendency, I think, Jared, can be to if someone's sharing something with me, especially a pain a difficulty, a grief, and especially if it's sort of vertical, a a complaint towards God with something that's going on in their life, we tend to want to just fix it really quickly and be a fixer. And they don't, they often aren't needing a fixer. Mm -hmm. And this is the, this is the 95% of us husbands and our problem, (laughs) our wife is sharing something and wants to relate and be heard and, um, you know, for us to bear a burden. And instead we're like given a three point solution or trying to fix it. And I think we can all do that with, uh, other, other people. Uh, And I think the other thing is we, we want to fix it sometimes because we tend to think that God will be at work when the person, when this problem is resolved. But the reality is God's at work in the midst of the problem. And yeah. sometimes the deeper work is in the midst of the problem. Hmm. And it's important just to identify, here's what's going on. Here's why it's hard. And here why, here's why my my soul is heavy. My heart is heavy in sharing yeah. this. And so I just think that listening um, for God at work and uh, you know, listening to their, their pain is, is important. I would also say before... Um, you know, trying to ever offer a solution. Sometimes it can be helpful. It can feel patronizing if done prematurely, but it can be helpful to point out where you see um, them responding in a in a uh, commendable and an ex- in an exemplary way. You know, mm. to, so again, I wouldn't just try to. Well, you point out your heart, but I'm going to try to put a bandaid on it and say, "Aren't you great?" Uh, you know, I'm not not quite like that, but just be able to say, you know, at, at the appropriate time, just say, you know, thank you for sharing your heart, and I can even I can even tell by the way that you're inviting me into this that you're. Um, you're looking towards the Lord. You want the Lord to help you. Or thank you for being honest. A lot of people would just keep this covered up. And yeah. but you're being real. And I respect that, what that means for our relationship and what that means before the Lord, that you're humble and will acknowledge what you really mm. think. So yeah. I think that's, I think, you know, look for where can, where's God at work. And um, depending on the circumstance, it may be a conversation where you want to help the person, you know, go beyond just lamenting. Um, so it could be trying to get them some help. You might encourage them to talk to someone else who might be helpful, but a pastor, a community group leader, a counselor, you could offer to go with them. So maybe if they got a big thing going on, you hey, um, maybe you know a resource, a book or something that could be helpful. So there's a place to do that uh, after listening. Um, and then I want to comment, I know I'm giving a long answer here, but I thought this question was so no, good. No, We're no, it's good. Probably spend more time on this one. But um, I, I love this person's question. How do I know when to point to Christ and when to just listen and lament with them? But I'm sorry, but there's a question before that. What are unhelpful practices? Mm. So, you know, what I didn't want to communicate Sunday was it's just okay all the time to lay it all out there. Just be honest with God. And, um, you know, n- no matter what you think or feel or say, none of it matters. You know, mm. like it's all neutral. I, I didn't want to communicate that. Yeah. Um, but I did want to communicate that there's a time to communicate our doubts and our questions to the mm. Lord. And in the book, I recommended on Sunday that we now have more copies out at the at the resources with the resources. It's called Suffering, Gospel Hope When Life Doesn't Make Sense. Uh, so it's by Paul Tripp. And the opening chapter alone is powerful where he talks about his own suffering um, in some recent health issues he's had. But he has this chapter on doubt. And he, um, 
He talks about this issue that, that's exactly what's going on in Habakkuk 1. And he says there's two kinds of doubt. He says there is, the, first of all, there is the doubt of wonderment. And that's mm. what, he, that's his term. That's not a biblical term. But the doubt of wonderment is what's going on with Habakkuk. And so Tripp writes, you know, God's ways can confuse you. His ways are not like our ways. His plans often don't mesh with the plans we have for ourselves. What God knows is good for us doesn't always look good to us. He takes us places we would never choose to go. There are times when the way in which he delivers what he's promised looks to us as if he's breaking his promise. And so mm. he, he goes on and he's talking about, you know, when life doesn't make sense. And he says, the doubt of wonderment is a normal part of a healthy life of faith. God won't always make sense to you. And when he doesn't, bringing your doubts to him is good. And then he lists, I didn't count them here, but he just lists off I don't know, a dozen, 15 uh, psalms that are psalms of uh, that are this way. Lord, what's going on? Yeah. So he says that's just part of normal Christian life. Um, but then he says there's a second kind of doubt, which he calls the doubt of judgment. And the doubt of judgment is not just wondering, you know, what's God up to, but this is starting to conclude that he says, because of our circumstances, God is not good and therefore not worthy of our trust. It's to bring God into the court of our judgment and determine that he is unfaithful, unloving, or uncaring in some way. The minute your functional theology tells you that God is not good, it's very hard to hold on to the confessional theology and declare that he is good. Mm. Once that happens, you no longer actually believe what you once believed about God. And he, wow. he talks about how we can go down sort of that uh, pathway where we determine our theology of what's the nature of God via our experience, as opposed to interpreting our experience via what we know to be true, you know, mm. about God. And so he kind of summarizes the two ideas with this. He says, the doubt of wonderment will drive you to God with normal situational questions of faith. And because it does, it will strengthen your rest and reliance on him. Mm. The doubt of judgment will progressively weaken your faith until in practical terms, you don't trust God anymore. Uh -huh. And either you feel alone in your travail or you will look elsewhere for hope and strength. It's practically impossible to suffer without doubt, but it's critically important to assess what kind of doubt has taken residence in your heart. That's really good. Yeah, I thought he said so well. I mean, I've, I, I couldn't say any, I just read long sections there because I couldn't say it or mm. recapture it nearly as, as well. Sure. Um, now, I can take a sip of water better than Paul Tripp any day, but, right. but I can't. Really, I anyone. Can't, yeah, well, anyone. Yeah, let's, <laughs> why limit it to uh, Christian teachers? Let's just go global. But um, yeah, I can never say that. So I just wanted to read those sections I thought were really good. But I, so the question is, are there unhelpful practices in lamenting? Yes. When the lament crosses over into not a momentary thought, obviously we could be tempted. God, you're not good you yeah. know, momentarily. Yeah. But when, it, when we move into the category, and I've known people who've gone this route, when we move into the category of, I don't really believe God is who he says he is anymore yeah. and he's not good, then that's where... You got at some point, if there's any relationship there at all, you really have to raise your hand and lovingly communicate. Uh, you have to speak some truth, I think, to yeah. that person and help them. Understanding, you know, if it's a momentary thing, obviously you're not cor correcting everybody's right, language. Right. Or, hey, wait a minute. It, it kind of sounds like you're saying, <laughs> you know, I'm <laughs> yeah, not saying yeah. that. But if someone is really growing to a point of bitterness where they are no longer uh, be believing, uh, it's it's not the question of why is this happening. This does not make sense to me, and and yeah. that can be said passionately and even with some anger. Yeah. But that's different than fundamentally saying I no longer believe God is who He says He is. I fundamentally yeah. believe either God's not ex in existence or 
he's fundamentally harming me and is not good. And this is not redemptive because he's not a good God. At that point, that's mm. where we have to find scripture, which communicates just the opposite and share that with the person. So yes, there are unhelpful practices. And, um, and I think when that starts going on, it's, it's, yeah. it's good to ask permission. Hey, can I just reflect back some some thoughts. As I hear you say that, first of all, thank you for your honesty. And I'm really so glad you feel like you could say anything with me. Yeah. That, that means a lot. Um, but if, could I reflect back just some things I, I'm hearing? And, yeah. uh, you know, what, it sounds to me like maybe you're thinking this, is that what you think? And, you mm-hmm. know, let's, let's, let's get, would you be open to hearing from scripture what, how God does, is described and, um, you know, sharing some scripture with them. I think that's yeah. the important thing. Yeah, I would be curious on maybe to follow up to that. I mean, oftentimes I think there's maybe a hesitance or, you know, it can feel you can feel nervous in the, in a conversation like that if you're kind of overstepping your bounds of of, you know, how are they going to respond? Sure. You know, are they in a place to receive sure. kind of a response yeah. like that? You yeah, know, yeah. Um, you know, maybe a follow up of knowing what the right time is. Do you have any pointers of how to navigate that, of how to identify, you know, I know that they have said maybe, you know, I've, ta- I've been talking to them over the last month ever since yeah. this happened to them. And I've heard them say a couple times things that sound a little bit like they're saying they no longer trust God or mm-hmm. that, that God is actually, you know, he's out to get them or, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, those sorts of things. Um, how do we identify the switch from just those momentary mm-hmm. slips of, you know, maybe you're saying something that isn't theologically correct, but it's coming from a hurt heart, a right, heart that's right. grieving a heart that's that, you know, that, that, uh, that doubt of wonderment, like you were saying, yeah. and how do you identify the switch from that into maybe a more habitual pattern? And and when you do identify that, how do you even? How, I mean, I guess you kind of address it a little bit of just saying, yeah. you know, I'm hearing this. Is it okay if I re- if yeah. I reflect that yeah, back sure, to you, like sure. you were saying? Um, how do we identify that switch in someone that we're close to that we're walking with? Well, I, it, it, that's hard. I don't I don't think there's an easy answer. I, I think part of this depends on the level of relationship that you mm. have with a person. So that would be part of it. Yeah. If it's our, if you're married and it's your spouse, you 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 probably, if you're not in the middle of a you know a really a, a really hard relational issue, if it's not between yeah. you and your spouse, yeah. it's something else. Um, you know, I think obviously there's a history there, and you can get there much quicker. Um, if it's someone that you barely know and are building a friendship with, then I think you have to be aware of that. So I think you have to be. The two questions for me are: what is What's the, do we have enough relationship that bears me bringing something that could be received as corrective? Yeah. You know, that's one thing. I think also I have to know what is my tendency. If I mm. tend to be a tendency, if I tend to make judgments quickly and yeah. then just speak my mind, then I need to slow way, way down. If that's my normal, yeah. if I tend to want everybody to love me and I, I don't want to say anything to rustle, ruffle any feathers, then I need to realize, man, this has been going on. It's probably the Lord's put me in this person's life for a reason. I probably mm. need to speak up. So I think you have to know your own temperament on that's this one. Good. Do you tend to hang back out of fear or you, do you tend to speak your mind too yeah, quickly? Yeah. And, and someone will, will have informed you on, on either, <laughs> either way. Yeah. And then, so I think that's a big part of it. And I think you, you use the word habitual. That's the key I, for somebody to have a moment of anger or an outburst or crying or writing an email or a text to you that just says, I'm so fed up with God. Okay. That's one time you heard that, that yeah. that's very different. I think that what you said, you said habitual. I think what you notice is Tripp makes the point that the doubt of wonderment drives you to God, he mm, says, yeah. but the doubt 
of judgment progressively weakens your faith. Uh, so it, you're going away from God. Yeah. So I think, is the person going to God? Obviously, if they're raising that with you and, and they're, they're speaking vertically about how they think about God, there's something ha- registering there as mm-hmm. opposed to if they never said anything about God and said, well, you know, what, what, as you're walking through this and praying, to, what's going on? Are you, are you reading anything that's helpful? No, I haven't read my Bible in the last two months. And I, I mean, since this first happened, I can't even talk. I mean, I'm not even praying to God. I'm so mad. Mm. Well, it's been going on two months. And so if someone's not interact. That, that that's a sign, man, they're walking really away from yeah. the Lord. If they're not being exposed to scripture yeah. uh, or prayer. So I think what's the pattern is, yeah. it, are they, are they sort of moving to the Lord and really struggling, but wanting to, to engage God or are they walking away from him? So I think, and, and we're not looking for a moment, we're looking for a pattern or a yeah. direction or you know, especially depending on what level the relationship is. Um, so I think those are just some thoughts. I'm not, I'm certainly not an expert. I don't think sure. I lament well. I said Sunday, I don't think we lament well as people. I don't, yeah. I don't know that we know how to, uh, how to do this so well, but as I read the Psalms, um, there's just such a refreshing honesty as there is with the Habakkuk. We don't have to go to the Psalms as there is with Habakkuk. Yeah. How long shall I cry to help? And you will not hear that. That's his, that those are his first words out of the gate that he speaks to God. So it, it, he doesn't start with counting his blessings. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, he starts with, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, if his fist isn't up in the air, it's probably not, but it's, mm. it's, it's starting to clinch. He's starting to make a fist. I feel anyway, yeah. you know, there's just that little bit of that there. So yeah. I think, uh, that's, that's powerful to think that we, yeah. we, we can lament and, and, uh, we can, we can doubt and we <clears throat> can have, uh, doubts part of faith, but there's a, over time, there's a the kind of doubt that ultimately leads to uh, chapter three. Yet yeah. will I praise you? And there's a kind of, yeah. kind of doubt that leads to going and camping with the Chaldeans. You know, yeah. <laughs> you can go go to the other team. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. No, that makes sense. Well, that was really helpful. All right, let's go to the next question here. Um, does the book of Habakkuk not really say that God will continue to take away all things we trust in and hope for until God and God alone is left? How do we, finite human beings, put our faith and trust in God alone so that he doesn't have to use bad things to work good in our lives? What is it going to take for Christians who believe to get it right? Yeah, this is a, another uh, another good question. And I wasn't Jared, I wasn't sure that I understood exactly mm. what they're asking. So if I give an answer, and you, you jump in here as well, but if we sure. give, give an answer that is unclear or unhelpful, this person could text back in or you could grab me on a Sunday if um, you know, and, and clarify, uh, because I do want to, I want to engage with what you're raising here, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure that <clears throat> I got it. Yeah. The, the one point about, you know, we find that human beings put our faith and trust in God alone so that he doesn't have to use bad things to work good in our lives. Um, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say that, um, that God just brings bad things to work good in our lives. I think the, the beauty of knowing Christ is that he's a shepherd and tends, tends us, cares for us, feeds us, and he ensures that all things ultimately, that's Romans 8, work, mm. work for our good. Yeah. And it's not as if it's just going to be uh, the bad things that, you know, he's just going to do bad things so that we somehow come to a place of uh, trusting him and he's going to continue to do those things. I believe he, he will certainly use, uh, use all things. And you know, the other thing is that, does that make sense? Is that yeah, how you yeah. read it? Or did you read, a, you read the question a bit differently? <clears throat> no, I, I think that's right. I think that there's, um, 
maybe an assumption, maybe. I yeah. mean, I want to be sensitive for sure because I, I, I don't know uh, what all is going on here. But um, I do. It, it does seem as though there's an assumption that at a certain point, once we hit a certain level with God, those bad things won't be necessary yes. anymore. Yeah. And I just thought that that was maybe it'd be helpful to talk through that a little yeah, bit. Sure. Um, be, because if our assumption is that as long as we're not doing something right, God needs to be punishing or right. not punishing, disciplining, right, I right, guess. Right. If all the bad things in our life are directly meant for us, um, I think it doesn't leave much room for God simply using us to glorify him. And, yeah. and, and, you know, I think that opens up that when we, when we trust that God is not merely um, kind of focused on only our sanctification, only on conforming right. us to the image of Christ right. through using difficult circumstances sure. or painful situations. I think it opens up the the opportunity for us to respond and say, you know, I, I don't even know if this pain that I'm walking through uh, has anything really big to do with any specific action I've taken or right. maybe a sin I've committed or a mistake I've taken, mm-hmm. or maybe that God is saying, you know, you're not trusting me enough yet. So I'm going to bring this, you know, bring you into this situation. Mm-hmm. Rather, it frees us to say, this is great, God, because you're bringing another opportunity for me to be conformed, to be like Christ in the way that Christ says, you know, <laughs> I don't want to die on the cross, but your will be done. Yeah, you know, yeah. those sorts of ways that Christ uh, said that, you know, um, you know, in his humanity, you know, let this cut pass for me. Right. But ultimately, it's it's for no, the will. glory of the Father. Yeah. It's for the glory of God yeah. um, that I suffer. And so um, are we kind of in that same place? Are we able to say that, you know what, I want to be made like Christ. And if the only way in this situation I'm being made like Christ is being able to say or being stretched to say mm-hmm. um, that, you know, the Lord is going to use me for his glory. And so mm-hmm. he's brought me into this painful situation. You know, are we able to say that with, with, um, with, I, I guess, kind of the understanding represented in this question? I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, what, what do you think about that? Yeah. Well, well, to piggyback off what you're saying a little bit, and this may be moving away from the question at this point, I'm not sure, but um, I think there's a, a fundamental um, danger in trying to figure out why everything is happening in our lives. I mean, there's certain very obvious things that we could do that would be wrong that might that might lead to uh, you know a a a problem of some sort where you you could say okay, there's very clearly a cause and effect there. Mm. But a lot of suffering, maybe even most suffering, is not in that category where it's so obvious and it's so easy to know. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a sense in which. Um, you know, I think there's a sense in which this person asks, what, what is it going to take for Christians who believe to get it right? Um, I, I don't think getting it right, meaning having adequate faith, is this is to just restate what you said. I don't think that's going to remove difficulties in our life. And even beyond that, I think to just to there's points to say. Uh, I don't understand the difficulties and that's okay. But the question is not why is this happening or even what is the Lord trying to get my attention on or speak to me about, but how can I glorify you? That's what yeah. you were saying. How can I glorify you in the middle of this? What does faithfulness look like yeah. in this circumstance? You know, this health issue, what is faithful? What does honoring God look like when my health is this way? What does honoring God look like when my spouse did did or said this? What does faithfulness look like when my boss um, 
treats me unfairly in, in that manner. Yeah. Um, so I, I think those, that's a better question to ask and will always lead to, um, you know, will, will always lead to a good place if, if, the, yeah. if the goal is to how, to, how can I glorify, you know, how can I glorify the, the Lord in this, in this circumstance? So I think there's a, there's a big piece of mystery here. And I think God gives Habakkuk an answer and obviously wants this in the Bible. But I think God's answer to him is ultimately, he's, what he said to him is, you know, look among the nations and wonder and be astounded for I'm doing a work in your day, day so, so that, he, that if you that you would not believe if told. I'm sorry, that's yeah. what he says. So God's saying, look, you couldn't even figure, there's no way that you would figure out what I'm doing right yeah. now. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, and this is going to be a book of the Bible. Yeah. But, so everybody can benefit. But the whole point is he's saying, you know, you don't see what I'm doing. And if I told you, you wouldn't even be able to understand. Right. It. And so the question for Habakkuk is going to ultimately be, so how are we faithful with, with judgment coming, with God doing this? What is what does faithfulness look like? And I think at the end, what he says is, if everything is stripped away, and anything that I would rely on or trust in, if it's all stripped away, yet yet will I praise you and find my joy in you because you alone are worthy. Yeah, you know you're you're worth everything to me. So yeah, um, I think there's something there uh, as well. Yeah, for sure. And I like how you brought that up that that God's saying, hey, I could come down have a conversation yeah. with you. Let's go get some coffee, and you're still not going to get it. Yeah, and I feel like there's almost two levels of understanding there. There's maybe an intellectual level, like okay, I get it. You're going to raise up the Chaldean. Sure, you're going to do this sure. kind of thing. But on another level, there's almost like, I don't know if this is even remotely close to being accurate, but almost to me, like an emotional kind of understanding, yeah. an emotional kind of uh, a place where you, you know, <laughs> are people there saying, yeah, I, I understand you're raising yeah. up the Chaldeans. Okay. I, I intellectually understand what yeah. you're saying. But, but it's still unthinkable yeah, emotionally. It's, yeah. Emotionally, I cannot get there. It still is completely insane to me. Yeah. I um, think you're right. So I, I, I felt like that was, that was a good way to, you know, to do it. But I, you know, honestly, you know, it's easy to kind of delve into this question and kind of try and navigate it some, but really like when it comes down to it, this is a, this is a really real question. I think we're all, uh, we all kind of face, you know, we all face, I think when it comes down to it, this question is saying, you know, God, what can I do to make the pain stop? Yeah. You know, what, what steps can I do to get it right? And, and so I think we're all tempted to do that. It makes me think a little bit of, uh, you know, when Jesus, uh, was, uh, was with the, with the blind guy and, yeah. uh, you know, the people there are saying, Hey, who sinned his parents or him yeah. that he would be, that he, he would, uh, be blind. Yeah. Uh, and Jesus says, you know, neither of those, you know, yeah. he's blind so that the power of God might be shown in, in, in his healing. And then he heals yeah. the dude. And it, and it just makes me think, you know, we do not, <laughs> it is not easy for us to come to a place of saying, yeah, I'm okay with this suffering because ultimately God, you get glory. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, we do want to find a way to make it stop. We do want to say, okay, God, sure. what lesson do you want us to learn? And that way I can just go ahead and do whatever the heck sure. it is you want me to do. Cause this is terrible. Yeah, you know, sure. what I'm going through is really painful. It's really hard. Um, but you know, I, yeah, I, I just, uh, it's convicting to me because, you know, I, I think it's, it's, it is for all of us or it should be that, you know, in, in all the places of my heart, in the situations I walk through, yeah, that's my temptation is to say, okay, God, what did I get wrong so that yeah. I can, you know, ultimately that I can take it into my own yeah. hands. I can do something, I can fix it yeah. and change it so that you won't have to keep doing this rather than, you know, my first, uh, my first response being, okay, well, 
you know, I'm not going to understand this completely. How can I glorify God? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, how can I glorify him? That's exactly yeah. right. And how can I turn from other things that I would be tempted to lean on? You know, mm, this person, yeah. I really uh, really appreciate what this person asked uh, when he or she said, you know, what, what um, let's see, is it, is it, you know, he's kind of asking or she's asking, is it about, you know, hoping in God alone and God sort of taking things until nothing's left but yeah. him. And sometimes that's not how it works. Sometimes... Um, he gives us what we want. And, mm. uh, you know, there's this passage in Jeremiah 2 where, uh, Jer- you know, I'll just sort of summarize it where it says, hey, God says to the prophet, my people have sinned in two ways. One, they've turned away from me, the living water. And secondly, they've dug cisterns, uh, which is a place to hold like in the, the uh, something you dug into the stone to hold water. And he says, and that they don't hold water. And so rather than coming to God, which is the purest water was running water and he offers running water. What we've done is you go and instead of coming to him, we go and we dig a a hole in the rock and hope the runoff gathers there so we can drink sort of runoff water. But even that doesn't hold your cisterns are broken and they Mm -hmm. leak. And sometimes that's what the Lord does. He doesn't just, he doesn't, um, when you're looking somewhere else, he doesn't just strip away take away your health. I keep using that one, but take away your health or something. Sometimes he lets you be successful, Mm. uh, and make the money and you find out, wow, this is a leaky cistern. I am absolutely empty. I chased my dream. God let me get it. And it is, there's nothing to it. Now, plenty of people say, well, I'd I'd be willing to take that test, (laughs) you know? Oh, okay. Sickness or uh, double my income. Okay. I'll take my chance at stewarding the money. But no, the reality is (laughs) one of the worst things that can happen, and it is a discipline, is to find an utter tastelessness in food, uh, uh, you know, the ri- being offered the richest of food, but it having no taste to you yeah. being offered the richest of comfort and finding yourself completely un- uh, uncomfortable. Mm. And so sometimes it's not just, that was the thing I wanted to say about this It's not just him removing things. So we trust him. Sometimes he gives us what we ask for or what yeah. we pursue. And, uh, what he does is let us be miserable yeah. so that we see this is a broken cistern. This doesn't hold water. This runoff water, which wasn't good anyway, is no good. Yeah. I'm going to go back to the living water. Mm. So he is committed to us knowing him. He's committed to glorifying himself in our lives. Yeah. Um, and I like the way you said it is everything's not discipline. That's difficult, but some things are. Yeah. And, uh, so I think the question to ask is, is, and I don't ask it for sure, uh, nearly like I should, but it is Lord, what is, um, how can I bring honor to you and, and how can I serve and love others in the midst of this difficulty? What does yeah. loving God and loving my neighbor look like in this context? Mm, and, uh, that's good. That's, that's one of the most, diff- there, there's nothing more difficult than really walking through these kinds of issues that these, the, they're the, they are the, they're the biggest, uh, you know, the biggest challenges, but yeah. So we've talked a lot for things. I really just kind of say it's a mystery. We don't have much of an answer, yeah. uh, but We've rambled quite a bit for having we no have answers. So much rambling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I think that's that's helpful, though. Uh, I, I think I hope so. Yeah, I think so. And uh, 
Cool. Well, we're uh, we went kind of long, so we've got a, a few uh, little last things, and we had one one other thing we wanted to talk about, but I think maybe we could save that. Let's save it. And now Let's everybody have to come listen next That's week. That's right. We had something else. It's very special. Yes. Uh, but you'll have to come and listen next week. So uh, it few, was really the best thing we were going to say. I thought so too, and that's why I'm still really excited, yeah. especially for next week. So can you just turn it off and let's record the other one right now? I'm that excited. We about should. It. <laughs> We should. <laughs> we should. The you, magic you of... You don't want to miss it. It's like a time machine here. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, let's... Yeah, we'll, we'll save that for next week. And then uh, we got two things uh, going on. One is uh, we've got students in Mexico right now, we right? We do, yeah. And I just... If anybody... If you're listening to this on Wednesday or Thursday, I think they come back Friday. So if you're listening to this before then, before they come back, please pray. Yeah. I just... I heard... I didn't get a detailed report, um, but I heard today that things are going well and... Um, so anyway, we just want to pray. This can be, uh, did you ever go on a mission trip as a kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. And, yeah. I, and those are, can be defining times in the life of a young yeah, person. That's for sure. And, uh, and also building, you also build relationships. The, the best way to build relationships is by serving together, serving mm-hmm. with someone. So, yeah. uh, there's that opportunity as well. So let's be praying that God works in their lives and that, uh, the kids come home with a fresh vision for the world and, uh, for God's world and for his work, uh, in them and through them. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And then the other thing is the fake, uh, fake. <laughs> the <laughs> what, faith, what fake event do we the, have? <laughs> the faith and work breakfast yes. uh, Saturday with Bill Peel. Oh, uh, yes. I think you, they can still register online, right? Yes, I think you can still register online. They just need to know you're coming so that they have food for you. We're so loose with deadlines, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we are. I know they said last Sunday, this Sunday was the last Sunday to, to okay. sign up, but I think you could sign up after okay, Sunday. Okay. But, you know, the first one was really good. Bill kind of came and talked about, um, you know, basically how to how to do your work well for the glory of God and how to, you know, what does it mean to be a faithful, faithful in um, in our callings and our job, and yeah. that, that sort of thing. I th- And that you, in essence, earn the right to be heard, that you live mm. your faith out. Yeah. And then I think this time he's going to talk some about, so if you live your faith out, if you have an opportunity to... Um, you know, give a reason for the hope that's in you, as Peter writes. But if you get an opportunity to um, to speak and have a spiritual conversation, how do you get into a spiritual conversation? What's that to look like? Uh, so I think he's going to do some more equipping us um, in terms of more overt uh, conversation about Christ and, and yeah. our faith and looking for ways to to open that up with people we we know and we work with. And, and that can be really, you can try to do a good job and try to just, but wonder how do I cross the line into now actually having some kind of conversation? You yeah. Know, that can be the hardest part to get started sometimes. Yeah. So I think this will be really helpful for all of us. I'm Very still, good. I'm still looking for how I can talk to some of my coworkers about the Lord. Yeah. It's t- that I was mean, a joke. I work with Rob and Caleb and that was a joke, but yes, I went, you uh, didn't laugh at all. So I was like, Oh I man, I didn't know how to talk to Rob myself. So <laughs> I've been praying about that one for what, Have you really, three well, years. Why don't you come Saturday? And I should. You'll find Maybe I'll help me talk to Rob. I now. think so. I think he'll help <laughs> Although he's not my coworker. He's no, yours. He's mine. But you so could use I'll the backup. Yeah. You could use the backup. So, Oh goodness. All right. Cool. Well, thanks for your time, Craig. Really appreciate you taking uh, your time, taking your evening. And, uh, yeah, this has been helpful and hopefully this has answered some questions and, uh, you know, just believing uh, God for good things. Even as we continue to do the podcast, excited to be, uh, going into a new series, uh, at church and, and diving into some new questions. So this, this will be a good time, but, um, all right, that's it. You have a great night. Okay. You too. Thanks. All right. Take care guys. Bye-bye.